Ladies and gentlemen, your conference call is about to begin. Here is your moderator, Ms. Marilyn Stern. Welcome, everyone. <clears throat> Pardon. I'm Marilyn Stern, Communications Coordinator for the Middle East Forum. We're pleased to welcome Dr. Fabrice Balanche, a visiting fellow at the Washington Institute for Near East Policy and specialist on the Syrian crisis. Dr. Balanche is an Associate Professor and Research Director of the University of Lyon II, and spent 10 years in Lebanon and Syria, his main areas of study. Our topic today is the fall of Aleppo. It's a complex issue with many regional actors, and we'll turn to Dr. Balanche for his briefing. Dr. Balanche? Yes? Please continue. Okay, okay thank you. So good afternoon, um, everybody. So I'm going to to, to summarize the situation uh, of Syria after uh, Aleppo battle. Aleppo is a, is a turning point in the Syrian war, like uh, Stalingrad was uh, for the World War II. But uh, Stalingrad's victory was on March uh, 43, and the peace with Germany came after two years. So I don't expect uh, total peace in Syria soon, but minimum after two years, if the geopolitical parameters don't change. 2017 will be very violent. The ceasefire uh, is only tactical and not strategical. Moreover, the Islamic State must be defeated. It will not be so easy, and the post-Islamic State situation will not be very easy, too. The rebellion is disappointed by the defeat in, in Aleppo. In 2012-2013, uh, the rebellion uh, seemed to be close to take Aleppo because Aleppo was completely uh, surrounded by, by the rebels. You can, you can see on the first map military situation in, in Syria that still Aleppo is isolated between, uh, uh, the, the, in, the, in the rebel uh, area. But uh, by the contrary, the regime succeeded to encircle slowly but surely the city. And when the rebel supply line were cut, 2016, the Syrian army took easily the city without a long siege, and everybody was surprised by, by the blitzkrieg in, uh, in East Aleppo. With this battle, Russia showed its hard power. US, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar were unable to save the rebel, and Turkey uh, switched definitively from Western Gulf Alliance to Russia. Iranian alien. Uh, this is the major implication uh, of Aleppo. And on the domestic level, we can see that now the Sunni Arab rebellion is very divided between uh, those who want to negotiate with, with Assad, with the regime, and the other. And a huge fight started in the Idlib province since about two weeks. It's not just a fight between pro-jihadist and anti-jihadist. Um, not uh, just a fight uh, between anti-negotiation and pro-negotiation, but it's also a war for the territory, for the hegemony on the rebellion. Uh, you can see on uh, the map uh, Syrian rebel power broker by France that there is about 50,000 um, fighters in, in Idlib province. Uh, most of them are Islamists. There are just about 4% of uh, what we call secular or moderate uh, rebel. So uh, it's, it's not it's not the return of the of the Syrian revolution 
it's not a fight against the jihadists, as we, as many many media presented us uh, in January 2014, for instance, when Al Nusra Front um, had a coalition against the, the Islamic State. It's a fight between Islamists. It's a fight between jihadists, between factions that they are competing for the control of the traffic or the, the capture of the financing of the Gulf countries. And also, this situation corresponds to the Russian strategy of dividing and ruling before supporting a military offensive against the province of Kitlet. Because it's sure that uh, when the, the rebellion will be uh, weak, enough weak in, in Kitlet, that uh, the Syrian army with the support of the Hezbollah and the Russia will attack uh, Idlib. The consequences of uh, Aleppo battle on the other front, uh, for instance, Sunday, uh, the Syrian army took Wadi Barada. It's a rebel pocket at the west of Damascus. Um, very important because it's the source of water for, for, for Damascus. And since the beginning of the Aleppo battle, we have seen that um, uh, the Syrian the army um, negotiate uh, with the rebel uh, around Damascus. And the Syrian army retake Daraya, retake Kotsaya, retake Khan uh, Tel. And since September 2016, um, control also uh, half of the, of the Eastern Rota. Um, a stronghold of the rebellion uh, with uh, with Duma, because the rebels know that no help will come from outside since the Russian intervention and since uh, the victory of Aleppo. That's why uh, many rebels try now to to negotiate with the regime. Uh, people want to stay in their village, so they they they, they accept the, the regime condition and the other are expelled to Idlib uh, province. Because the rebellion know that she has, it has definitely, definitely lost in Damascus. Um, and it's very important for the regime, because who held Damascus held Syria. The regime is in difficulty in, in Derezor. Uh, you can see Derezor uh, on, on the map of Syria or in the, the map of the military situation in, in Syria and Iraq. Darazor is uh, at, the, at the middle, the center of the Islamic State territory. That's why it's very important for the Islamic State to retake uh, Darazor. Um, the city is encircled um, since two years, uh, since the road between, uh, between Palmyra and Darazor is cut. Um, three weeks ago, uh, Islamic State cut the road between the airport and the city, and so now you have about 100,000 uh, people besieged by uh, by ISIS. Um, for for ISIS, uh, uh, who who is under pressure in in Mosul and Raqqa, um, there is a, will be a very symbolic uh, victory. Um, I don't know how many times the regime can uh, keep the reserve. Uh, probably um, he's waiting he wa a U.S.-Russian cooperation uh, against the Islamic State uh, to, uh, to save the reserve. Because if, uh, if the city falls, 
uh, it will be it will be a disaster for for the regime. Another uh, important uh, issue uh, after uh, after Aleppo, it's uh, the battle uh, for Al Bab. Uh, you have a map uh, of uh, the situation at the east of uh, of Aleppo. Uh, potential offensive of the Syrian army around the, around Aleppo, and you can see that the, the city of Al Bab is uh, uh, is between um, between the regime area, the Kurdish area, and the new uh, Turkish uh, backed rebel area. Um, Turkey uh, intervened in Syria officially against the Islamic State, but moreover to block the unification of the, the Kurdish territory, uh, Afrin and, and Kobani. Uh, because after the fall of Mambej uh, in uh, August uh, 2016, the next target of the PYD, the, the Kurds, uh, will be uh, Al-Bab to, to create this, uh, this, uh, this link between, uh, between Afrin and, and Kobani. And it was not... Uh, it was not possible, of course, for, for Erdogan, and he, he decided, uh, with the Russian agreement, uh, to launch uh, uh, his army uh, in this area to, to block the, the, Kurd, uh, the Kurdish unification. But this is a very big problem for the uh, United States, because the United States are supporting uh, the Kurds against uh, ISIS, and uh, without uh, the Kurd, it would be uh, probably impossible to take, to take Raqqa. But at the same time, it's difficult uh, to, to support the Kurd, uh, the Kurdish unification against Turkey, because Turkey is belong to NATO alliance, even if no Turkey is, uh, is working with Russia in, uh, in Syria. So uh, this is a this is a very very big uh, big issue uh, for for the future. Um, if uh, the new um, American president uh, supports the Kurds uh, very strongly, uh, so Erdogan is, is going to work more and more with with Russia, uh, and Erdogan could attack the Kurds uh, after Al Bab, and if he did. Uh, Raqqa offensive uh, will be will be delayed, and it will be a major problem between U.S. and, and Turkey. And I think that Vladimir Putin is pushing Erdogan to attack the Kurds, of course, to to make problem between Turkey and uh, and U.S. So, in uh, in conclusion, uh, I can say that Assad regime um, today, as we can you can see on the on the first map. Uh, control uh, about one third of the territory, but it's two thirds of the of the Syrian uh, resident population. Uh, the, the, the Syrian resident population is about 16 million of people, because you have six million of, of people outside refugees, uh, and it controls the, the major city of, of Syria. Uh, today, there is no more uh, internal opposition among among his ranks. Because after six years of war, people want security and peace. And uh, never mind if, uh, if Assad uh, stays at the power, or uh, never mind if anybody else takes the power, but the Syrian people 
one just security and peace. Uh, there is no more uh, political uh, opposition inside Syria. Of course, outside Syria, it's, it's different. But inside Syria, each year, uh, I have been to Syria. And last time, uh, I saw that the, the, the Syrians are not anymore uh, uh, willing to, to, to demonstrate against the, the regime. Uh, moderate rebels do not exist uh, anymore, too, or they are not power brokers. If they exist, the Arab Sunni rebellion—it's less than 10% of the territory, and two million of people under their control. And the Kurds uh, also control about two million of people, and ISIS uh, 1.5. The big, the last big problem for Assad—it's uh, Idlib. Uh, Idlib, because in Idlib you have a mix between uh, al-Nusra, al-Qaeda branch, and uh, different rebel groups, and some of them are still supported by Turkey and by, by US. Uh, but um, as I said uh, at the beginning, with the fight uh, in, uh, in Idlib province, you um, will, will, will be able to... to to attack uh, the, the province uh, after a few months. Against uh, the Islamic State, it's less a problem for Assad because there is a global consensus against the, the Islamic State. Nobody is going to, to protect uh, the Islamic State. So I think that uh, uh, the Syrian regime is going to, to win uh, with the support of Russia and Iran. Uh, and the both countries uh, will share Syria giving a, a small place, uh, a, a small space for, for, for Turkey in, in the north, uh, northwest uh, of Syria. But um, before to have a total peace in Syria, I think that uh, we have to wait uh, uh, at least uh, two, two years. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you very much. The question and answer period will now begin, and we invite your participation. Please note that when there are no questions in the queue, the moderator will ask a question. To join the question and answer session queue, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you wish to identify yourself when your line has been unmuted, please do so. Please remember, if you have your phone on mute, take it off mute when you are selected to ask your question. Again, to join the question and answer session queue, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Okay, we will take our first caller. If you wish to identify yourself, please do so when you hear your line is unmuted. Uh, this is Peter Weinstein speaking. Uh, the Kurds are the only allies of the Americans uh, in this particular situation, as, as they have been in Iraq. Uh, does that mean that the Kurds... Uh, will go under and be ruled by the, the Turks uh, two years from now, and America will just uh, uh, let them go? Or will America, you think, fight? And also, if I can add a supplemental question, since uh, you are French and Turkey and uh, Syria was a French uh, colony, have the French done anything material uh, with regard to this war? Thank you. Yes, uh, but for the second question, uh, France, uh, no, is not very important uh, in the, the Syrian uh, issue. Uh, 
Uh, at the beginning of the Syrian uh, crisis, we supported uh, the uh, political opposition, and uh, we provided the weapon to uh, to the moderate rebel. But both uh, the Syrian opposition and the moderate rebel now are out. So uh, we have lost uh, all uh, leverage uh, on the, the Syrian uh, Syrian uh, floor. Uh, for for the Kurds. Um, so the Kurd, um, the, the PYD in Syria, uh, it's, it's a PKK branch, uh, but the uh, U.S. Um, has no choice uh, because it's the only efficient ally against uh, ISIS uh, on, the, on the floor. Um, they are better, much uh, better efficient than, uh, than in Iraq, where the, the, the PDP of uh, Barzani, the Peshmerga of, of, the, of Barzani, have, are not so, so efficient. And it's more the, the Shia militia and the Iraqi army who are uh, on the front line. But uh, in Syria, because uh, it's not possible to continue now to collaborate with the, the Syrian army, um, and because the, the moderate rebels uh, are not uh, efficient, uh, I think that the U.S., if they want to take Raqqa, no choice to support the Kurds. But uh, it's a major, major issue with, with Turkey. Because for Turkey, it's just not possible to have a, a, a Kurdish state led by the, the Syrian branch of the PKK at its border. Thank you. We'll go to our next question now. Caller, if you wish to identify yourself, please do so when you hear that your line is unmuted. This is Larry Gould. My question is, if Syria regains control of western Syria, what will happen to the rest of Syria? Will it be split up among the Kurds, the Sunni rebels, and what about the Islamic State? It's a mess now. Is any resolution possible? So, uh, the Assad regime is going to retake uh, west of Syria, uh, I think very, very soon. But the, the problem of the east part of Syria, you have many people, many analysts, that they say uh, West Syria is a useful Syria, and uh, Eastern Syria, it's useless Syria. You don't need Eastern Syria. And Russia and Iran will not help Assad regime to retake uh, East of Syria. Uh, I don't believe it because uh, East of Syria uh, is very important uh, for, for the regime. You have the oil, you have the gas, you have 50% of the uh, wheat production, uh, Eighty percent of the cotton production in in, that, in this area, and so it's very very important for the uh, economy of Syria, for the reconstruction of Syria. We cannot let uh, the east of Syria uh, to to the rebel, and that's why the regime uh, supports uh, the siege of the resort. Um, it's, it's incredible to see uh, how many forces. And allied forces he send uh, to Derzor to protect the city against ISIS. So he has still in mind uh, the, the project to, to retake uh, the east of Syria. 
uh, I think um, with the Kurds, he will he will negotiate the kind of cultural autonomy or de facto autonomy, but he will never recognize uh, an official uh, autonomy in, in uh, for instance, in a federal framework. It's not possible. Um, and for the Russian and for the Iranian, it's still not possible to let east of Syria uh, to the rebel uh, or to the period uh, protected by by US because uh, Iran Iran want to make to build an axis uh, between Iran Iraq Syria and Lebanon and uh, if he let uh, the rebels control east of Syria as we call the the, the, the Shia crescent or the pro-Iranian uh, axis will be will be broken uh, so it will take time. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, the regime will, will come back uh, in the east of Syria after two, three years, we will see, but uh, it will never uh, let uh, east of Syria. Thank you. And we'll go to our next caller, and please go ahead when you hear your line is unmuted. Yes, this is uh, Jerry Stern. Um, one of the ideas... Uh, that's been bandied about recently in order to stem the outflow of refugees from Syria is to create a safe area within uh, within Syria for the refugees. Um, unfortunately, President Obama never seemed to pick up on that idea, but recently, more recently, uh, President Trump has uh, mentioned it in one of his talks. Uh, do you think that it's practical to carve out a safe area to keep refugees from from leaving um, Syria, and if so, where what geographical area would be most likely to be selected? Uh, first, to, to for create a safe zone uh, or an no flying zone, uh, we need a, a UN authorization, a Security Council authorization. So we need the agreement of Russia and China. Um, but Today, um, it's probably possible because Russia wants uh, to cooperate with, with U.S. Russia wants to show that uh, is no, uh, Russia is came back. Uh, Russia is uh, equal to the United States on, on the world. And uh, it's also what's why uh, Russia um, intervened in Syria, to show its hard power and to collaborate with the U.S. So uh, it's possible to create that zone um, with the agreement of Russia and where Russia uh, will decide to create the, the safe zone. Uh, it's possible to do it uh, at the east of uh, Aleppo, uh, where uh, you have the, the, the Turkish army today, between Azaz and, and Jarablus. It's possible to do it in the south of Syria, uh, close to the Jordan border, uh, in, uh, close to Dera, uh, where you have uh, the, the southern front, uh, moderate, moderate rebels. And we will see in Idlib province um, if uh, we succeed to expel uh, Al Qaeda. Why not? Close to the Turkish border, we can help. We can have safe zone. Um, you have already many uh, IDPS uh, who live uh, in camps uh, close to the uh, Turkish border. 
Um, and uh, Turkey, since the beginning of the war, asked for the creation of a safe zone in, in the north of Syria, uh, where to, to put the, 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 refu the newcomers, the new refugees, instead when they come to, to Turkey. But it's a very small zone. Um, it's, it should be less than 10% of the Syrian territory. Um, it's rural area, um, and it's just um, uh, it's not it's not uh, sustainable a sustainable solution. It's not a long-term solution. Thank you. Okay, and this will be our last question. So, caller, please go ahead when you hear your line has been unmuted. What will be the end result upon Israel? Sorry? What will be the end result upon Israel? So, so the, the result for Israel, uh, you mean? Yes. The result for Israel. For Israel. Um, for Israel, in, in Israel you have two 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 positions uh, for 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 Syria. Uh, you have people that they think uh, without Assad uh, it will be the mess in Syria with uh, with Al Qaeda with jihadists, and uh, we know that uh, all the jihadist groups uh, want the destruction of uh, of Israel. Uh, it's uh, if if the Zawahiri. Uh, the chief of Al Qaeda asked for the jihad in Syria. It's uh, it's uh, an introduction to the to the destruction of uh, of Israel because you refer to to Salah uh, And you have another position more in the in the army, uh, who said that uh, Assad is uh, is uh, an Iranian proxy, and if Assad falls, uh, Iran uh, will be will be expelled from 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 Iran from Syria and uh, and it's better. Um, me, I'm, it's difficult to to say what's a good solution. Uh, what we know today, it's uh, uh, Russia is uh, is very strong in Syria, and uh, even if uh, Russia and Iran uh, collaborate. Uh, Russia uh, is more and more important and don't want any fight between Israel and Iran. Uh, Russia don't want uh, Hezbollah attack uh, attack Israel. So um, I think uh, I think uh, Israel uh, has to live with, with with Assad in Damascus. Today uh, Syria is uh, is weak. Uh, but uh, so I don't think uh, Syria could be a threat for 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 Israel um, at the moment, uh, and with the presence of Russia, it could be uh, it could be uh, uh, a stabilization uh, of, of the situation uh, in the area, and uh, Russia could uh, prevent any any attack. Uh, on, on Israel coming from Lebanon on, on Syria, but, uh, but that's all, <laughs> as I say. Thank you very much, Dr. Belanche. We've reached the end of our time. Mm -hmm. Middle, the Middle East Forum would like to express its thanks to you for your comprehensive analysis and for kindly providing the four maps that assisted our participants, and to thank our callers for their participation. 
This concludes okay, our conference you. call. Thank you very much.